Hey fellow tennis nerds, this is part of a Q&A that I asked my Instagram followers about, Tennis Nerd Insta, in case you want to follow me on Instagram, and uh, I gave them the opportunity to send over some questions, you can do that as well, uh, of course, uh, you can check out um, tennisnerd.net for more information about that, uh, but I, the idea is, is, is easier for me to do like a podcasts with the questions or a YouTube vlog or something like that instead of answering each and every one uh, on the website because it takes a lot more time. So here we go. Uh, first question, I am Anderson Chan. What grip do you use? Uh, LOL, do you use a leather grip? I don't use a leather grip. I've, a leather grip is nice if you really like to feel the bevels of the racket, the bevels of the grip of the racket. It makes it easier for some players to switch between uh, the different grips, forehand, backhand, eastern, uh, continental, and so on. Uh, I just don't like the harsh feel on my hand. Perhaps I'm a bit sensitive in that case, so I prefer a synthetic grip uh, in that case on my soft drives. Uh, but I can understand why a lot of players uh, prefer leather grips as well. So it's just a matter of taste and... Uh, how, whether you want to feel the grip really strongly. Uh, you also add some weight with the leather grip, so that could be a benefit if you want a more headlight feel, but then you could also add something inside the handle, or you could add like some lead tape on uh, top of the handle underneath the base grip. So there are options to get a more headlight feel without using leather grip, but I, I don't use it, to be honest. Jimmy asks, how do you, um, what's the quickest way to get rid of tennis elbow? Yeah, well, it's there's no real quick solution. It depends on how bad it is and uh, why the cause of it and so on. I have felt tennis elbow once in my life, and uh, the best idea, uh, the best way for me to get rid of it was to get a flex bar, uh, which is kind of this silicone uh, bar that is bendable, and uh, then you do some drills with that. You bend it left, right, and center to to strengthen the muscles of the forearm uh, that also kind of is attached obviously to the elbow and up to the shoulder. So the best way to get rid of injuries in my experience, whether it's the knee or uh, the elbow and the wrist, is to um, go to a physio, of course, that's always important to really see if that's uh, it's a more serious problem or if it's something that you can manage and then strengthen the muscles around it and build up your, uh, your strength. I think that's the best way to get rid of injuries. And um, I have a few friends that are really deeply into fitness that agree in that sense. It's, it's good to, um, to work on your strength and your fitness. And uh, it's a really nice way to prevent injuries, but it's also a way to work away injuries. Uh, so that would be my recommendation. Get a flex bar, do the drills, get a, go to a physio, check if there's something more uh, severe. Uh, you might get a, like a, like, um, a massage that kind of relaxes your forearm a bit, and uh, that's helped me. And um, then you do, uh, do what the doctor tells you and do some drills and strengthen your muscles and you should be good to go. If you're using a stiff racket with stiff strings, that could also be a cause. So look over that, uh, see maybe if it's something in the equipment that could contribute, uh, or if it's something in your technique, perhaps you can check that with a coach or comparing it to other players on YouTube and so on and see if you're, you're doing something a little bit off with your technique, hitting the ball late at times, and that might also aggravate your elbow. So these are my tips for uh, for handling that. There's more info on TennisNerd.net about that stuff. Uh, Josh Kistner, uh, Kishner, sorry, uh, will Federer retire before Nadal? Uh, yeah, I think he will. And Nadal is younger by quite a few years, I think five years. So 
it should be i mean for a while we all thought that nadal would retire pretty soon you know when he was uh, in and out of the injuries all the time and he couldn't hardly play on hard courts but he just seems to come back and come back and uh, he's just a physical beast and seems to be able to play through pain really well so and now that they are chasing Roger's uh, record of 20 Grand Slams, both Novak and Rafa, I don't think he's going to retire anytime soon. While Roger, I think he's getting perhaps to that stage in his career when he's, uh, he, although he could play until he's 45, I don't think he wants to play when he's not competitive and uh, in the top 10 of the tennis world. And he might be playing two more years, but then I think he's, he's out of it. And I think Rafa will quit pretty soon thereafter, that's my guess, but... He could be on for one to two more years after that. That's my guess. Who knows really what's going to happen now with all the COVID situation that kind of derailed the tennis calendar for, for so long. Tommaso asked me the worst tennis rackets on the market. It's hard to say. I don't know what a, the worst tennis racket is. I mean, avoid really cheap aluminium rackets. Uh, actually spend a little bit, especially if you're buying your first racket, spend a bit more get a proper brand, talk to a uh, you know, tennis coach or or the guy who's selling the rackets, hopefully he's, he's somewhat knowledgeable. Don't go for the cheapest racket. I think you will you will pay for that later on. So a decent racket, a decent string that suits your, your style. Uh, you don't need to start with a full bed of poly either. But yeah, avoid the super cheap. Uh, it's better to buy something that's cheap and used and at least a well-known brand and a decent racket than to buy... Uh, really cheap racket because they're really good they don't have any real technology to save your arm and the materials are substandard have you noticed that you play a certain way when using a certain frame um cameron heard wrote to me and i think that's a good question yes uh, one of the issues with my personal tennis game my own tennis game has been that I, i've been testing frames all the time and I'm just adapting too much to the frame. Uh, so if I have a, a mid-size frame, I'm obviously going to try to play more uh, towards the net, play with a flatter game style, because if you try to hit with a lot of topspin with a mid-size, you don't have a lot of sweet spot to work with. And uh, then you go back and you're testing um, 100 square inch, 16, 19 pure aero style frame, and you're, you need to play with a lot more topspin, otherwise the ball, ball is going to sail. So you're switching in between these two different frames. There are contrasts on the tennis racket market and that makes you kind of change your style and um, same could be if it, uh, if a racket is uh, it, it's mainly the head size I think that changes it for me if it's a 95 square inch racket it's the same thing I tried it I tended to hit it more flat and but with a big head size and a lot of power I tend to hit with more spin that's generally the, the biggest change uh, my game style is, um, is is pretty much the same what I'm trying to do is trying to be more consistent from the back of the court I always like to attack the ball and, and move towards the net and be very aggressive, often too aggressive, especially in match play. And now I'm trying to play with more patience and um, hit with more topspin and play a little bit of a more grinding tennis game and wait for my opportunity. I think that's better. I think that's going to help me win more matches uh, in the long run. But uh, that's probably also you know, connected to me playing now with the Bubble Soft Drive from 97 uh, or so. And it's a racket that kind of... Um, more suited towards baseline tennis although it's a nice nice at the net as well in my opinion good question interesting topic if you have any experiences you want to share there please do uh, it could be interesting to hear what other people think what players should use the pro staff grinders or baseliners from monikutan abinav sorry for my pronunciation 
Um, Pro Staff series is made for attacking players, uh, so not grinders or really not either baseliners. I mean, it's a versatile frame in one way, so you can be an aggressive baseliner and use the Pro Staff. But I would definitely see it as more of an attacking player's racket. It's made, uh, you know, Roger endorses it, so there's a reason for that. And I think it suits his game a lot more than it suits Rafa's style. It would be nice to see a tournament where they would uh, switch rackets, where the pros would switch rackets and see what happens. But I don't think we're going to want to see that. What's the biggest difference in off-the-shelf players' rackets today versus 15 years ago? So very difficult question to answer. A good question uh, from Chofeker. My opinion is that not much has changed in the racket industry. Uh, strings, we've seen a lot more innovation and improvement over the years. You know, kind of starting with uh, when Guga Querten won the 97 French Open final, which I talk about in the podcast uh, Open Era, which I joined a while back. And... Um, that was a huge um, introduction into the market when, when he used uh, Luxonola Power, one of the first poly players, and that changed the game. And nowadays, pretty much everyone on the ATP Tour and WTA Tours are using poly in some form. It could either be in a hybrid with a softer string or in a full bed. But when it comes to rackets, I don't think we have seen such a, a difference in rackets. Uh, rackets were definitely more flexible and smaller head sizes uh, were more frequent back then. You didn't see as many oversized frames if you go back 15 years. Now rackets are you know, getting bigger than 15 years ago. Perhaps the 95 square inch was the industry standard and considered really like a proper mid-plus racket. These days, kind of on the small scale, you, you, you will go to a 98. And then 100 is the standard and you're going to see... I think rackets getting up to 100, 200, 405, and um, I don't know if it's going to get much bigger than that. But its head sizes have gone up, and the beams have gotten thicker, and uh, so the power level of the racket is high, is uh, higher. I think that's in general what I, what you're seeing in the trend. Now you're seeing kind of a bit of a counter trend when you have the gravity, you have phantoms from Prince. Clash from Wilson, and the rackets that are more old school in feel, very flexible but also uh, in clash case quite uh, thick in the beam so offer some power so it's an, that's an interesting innovation i think uh, but in general there, there hasn't been a huge change although rackets in general has, has gone up in head size and in beam uh, stiff in beam thickness which in, you know increases the stiffness of the frame which also um, results in many cases to uh, tennis elbow and, and wrist problems because Stiffer frames will send more vibrations. Generally, I mean, not always the case, depending on the on the materials and the layup and the, any kind of dampening tech, but it will generally send more rapid vibrations uh, that could be harsh for your for your elbow and your wrist. Over to uh, other questions: uh, Which one suits the best for different play styles, eighteen twenty or sixteen nineteen string pattern? Uh, it's hard to say. It depends really on your technique and your game. Um, whether you like eighteen twenty or sixteen nineteen, eighteen twenty creates a stiffer string bed, more directional control, uh, a bit more difficult to generate topspin and uh, you know launch from over the net. So that's the issue with eighteen twenty. Uh, if you want pinpoint control and you want uh, you know to know one hundred percent where your shots are going 1820 is uh, the way to go but then you can have really tight 1619 string patterns and you can have really somewhat open at least 1820 so um, that's also something to keep in mind but in general 1820 will give you more control 1619 will give you a bit more spin 
bit more uh, height above the net. And uh, the 1619 is, is obviously more uh, suitable for players who hit with topspin, who, uh, who can control the ball even though it's launching a little bit and um, who like to kind of hang out from the baseline, perhaps playing on clay courts and so on. And this is a generalization. I know there are attacking players that play with 1619, like Fed, for example, or and you can use a blade 98, 1619, which is quite tight, and uh, it would play almost like an 1820. But for more kind of precision-oriented players, you can take Novak as an example. He uses 1819, but used 1820 before. And he's really all about that precision. And now he, he needed a little bit more um, height, free height over the net. And so he went 18-19 instead when he designed his uh, new frame with Roman Prokes. But uh, in general, 18-20 for more control for players who, who really look for precision. Um, and 16-19 for players who hit with a more, more topspin. But that's a heavy generalization. It's not that easy to, uh, to see the trends today. It's... Uh, depends a lot on the frame and something called the drill pattern so how the holes are how tight they are how tight the string bed is uh, that depends it's not only the pattern but it's, it's just how how you have drilled the the, the grommet holes will you ever settle on a racket question from herb scores uh, yes i hope so i've i've now uh, you know uh, kind of resigned myself to that i want to play with the soft drive my old soft drives the battered and bruised and Bought used uh, back from 97. I've reviewed it on my channel. These are the frames I feel most, you know, comfortable with. I feel like I can play pretty flat if I want to. And I can play with top spin and hang out from the baseline if I need to do that. I don't think everyone will love that frame as much as I do. So it's not like a huge recommendation. And please don't buy them because I need to buy more. Because mine might be breaking soon. If it works for me. I like the frame. It's soft. has some spin and so on. Compared to the Pure Drive original, the first version of the Pure Drive, I have one of those as well. I don't think that's a bit too powerful for my taste. I prefer this one where I feel like I can swing out and not worry about missing. Uh, there are a lot of other super nice frames out there that I could consider, but I'm just kind of stuck with this one. And now I'm, I'm mainly playing with that one uh, outside reviews, which is good. Uh, I can only recommend players to choose one frame. Have that as your main frame and be really connected to that one instead of switching every other time because it, it really screws up your technique and timing and it's made tennis more difficult for me perhaps than it should have been uh, to improve at least my technique and so on all my racket switching although I've, I've had a lot of fun with tennis nerd and i meet tennis players and I've, I've learned a lot about rackets and strings but for my tennis game it's not been the most beneficial to be honest what do you think about Nick Kyrgios comments he made, especially now against US Open? Well, um, that's from Robin S97. Well, Nick is a, is a guy I generally like. I think he's a, he seems like a guy who has the heart in the right place, not always his head. Uh, he, he kind of works against himself in matches, and I think he knows this really well of course um he seems to um, to have uh, you know a lot of interest in in making a difference in the world in a positive way the way he's kind of sometimes attacking other players i'm not sure if that's smart or if it's kind of tasteful but um i like his style i like that there's someone there who's a bit more outspoken otherwise it's quite vanilla in the tennis world Sometimes we need a bit more, you know, aggro and, and more excitement in the sport. And then someone like Nick really brings in uh, other types of crowds, but also creates excitement because he has an interesting style of play, but he's also kind of an interesting guy in general to watch because he's, you don't know where he will go next. He's a little bit hot-headed. He's, 
He's a, a bit crazy, but but like I said, I think he has to hard in the right place, and it's hard for me dislike to dislike him. I feel maybe he has taken on kind of a role now of being uh, the Pope of tennis or uh, something like that. He's puts him in a bit of a weird light compared to other players. I understand players who want to to go and and play at the U.S. Open, and they they're dying to play tennis. They might need to do it from financial reasons as well. And the world has to go on. You can't. We can't always be on lockdown. And uh, although I, I believe in masks and so on, uh, but I think we need to be able to manage this situation, uh, and uh, for things to go on, and and for uh, for us tennis fans to be able to watch some some high quality tennis. I completely understand players who are not comfortable in going. I'm not sure. I not sure I would have been. I also understand players that hey, I want to do this. I really can take all the traveling and the hassle of uh, traveling in this kind of Corona world, but. I really want to play tennis and I want to compete. So I think he sh his statement that he put out was a little bit cringy at times, uh, in my opinion. Uh, although I really like the guy and I respect uh, what he does off the court. Um, and I think he can play amazing tennis on the court. But I don't think the position of some kind of moral police is the way you want to position yourself. Especially if you are hot-headed and you, you have a, a, a kind of a mean streak on the court. Uh, then I think it's it's better to to you know just focus on what you're doing. Say what you know. Talk about your situation, your game, and your decisions and your thoughts, and and let the other players do what they want. Another gear question from Andy R. Tan. Uh, how big a difference will budget strings below ten bucks play versus expensive for amateurs? Not a huge difference to be honest. I think uh, you can play well with. Uh, I mean, there's so many different. If you're playing with a poly strings, there are a lot of good poly strings like the MSV Focus Hex, to name one. There are a lot of new brands on the market with competitive pricing. You don't need to go to a Luxalon string or a Bablat string to to get a good string. Uh, if you want a multi-filament, multi the Head Velocity MLT is from a from a good brand and uh, really nice performance, and it's below ten bucks. So. You can find high quality strings below 10 bucks today. You don't need to go for the premium. And uh, I, I think you can get great playability out of budget strings. You have the Top Spin Cyber Blue is a nice softer poly, for example, that's really cheap. So there are plenty of budget strings and uh, no need. If, if it's uh, hurting your wallet, don't go for the premium stuff. You can you can be fine with with something on a, more of a on a budget, especially if you're a string breaker. I have players, uh, friends of mine that, that play on pretty high level um, and uh, future style level, and they they use like MSV uh, and get a reel of that, and and so that they can actually play and break strings and not uh, you know break their bank. Uh, so budget strings are, are there are plenty of them, and uh, a lot of them are are really really perform well. Have you ever had a spell of poor performance due to overthinking each shot point? Asked by Ross Cornish. Great question. Yes, that's uh, me in a nutshell. I overthink a lot. Uh, I'm an overthinker in general. And uh, at, in the court, I, when I'm playing tennis, I can definitely overthink and, uh, you know, tense up a little bit due to that. So I'm trying to kind of relax, let go, play with more consistency. Uh, ingrain more routines and patterns in my play and that's why I'm doing a lot of drills I'm, I'm practicing quite a lot uh, and um, the, you know the more you lose and, and the more confidence gets hurt and the more you think overthink and doubt yourself uh, you just have to relax and and build your confidence and uh, sometimes it's a, it's a weird tip but I, I would if you play matches against weaker players that you know are weaker, that you're pretty confident that you can beat, that's a nice way to actually build confidence. So um, why not play a match against a player that you're like 90% sure you will beat just to kind of get some wins? 
under your belt. And not, I don't mean to be mean, but I think it's it's not a bad idea when you're you're you know when you need to rebuild your match confidence to actually play weaker players. Uh, so that's a tip I have. Um, what's your current favorite Prince racket and what do you recommend? Prince, in general, I think make great rackets. Um, definitely one of my favorite brands. What's my favorite one? I do like the Prince Extreme Tour 310 that I reviewed and used for a while. I do like the Phantom 100X 305. I do like the Phantom 97P, uh, which was a great player's frame, but a little bit too uh, demanding, I think, to use uh, for my game. Uh, so I would say the 100X305 for now would be my favorite uh, Prince racket. The Prince racket I would switch to if I uh, would need to switch. Albert CF83, extend to what point cheap strings uh, worthwhile? He, he mentioned Pros Pro. Haven't tried any Pros Pro strings really, so I can't talk about them. But there, as I said, there are a lot of budget strings out there that are great. I mentioned Topspin Cyber Blue, I mentioned MSV. There are a lot of nice budget strings out there. So uh, I can make a post about that, so you can find that there. And uh, it's definitely no need to spend a uh, top dollar for a tennis string if you don't have it. Adrian S. Z. A. Um, the review you're most excited about? Uh, well, I have two reviews I'm really excited about. One is the Bubble Pure Drive, it's coming up with a new version, and one is the Wilson Pro Staff that's also coming with a new version. So those two reviews, uh, are, you know, they're best-selling lines, huge lines, very interesting uh, to play and see what's happening in those uh, those two lines and two top brands. So those are those I'm really excited about. M Glaum asks for the recommended 97-98 square inch 305 gram to 310 gram open pattern rackets. Whew, that's quite a few rackets there. I, I do like the Pro Staff 97 without countervail. Uh, it's that in that category. Um, the TF40 from Technifiber I can't mention because it needs to be an open pattern, but the 1820 is pretty open on that one. I do like the Angel K7 Red. It's a racket you should really check out um, for a, from a small brand. Hmm, what else? Um, Wilson Blade 98, uh, 1619. Great frame, soft. Uh, very controlled, not uh, not super powerful if you, that's what you're looking for, but it's another great frame. Uh, the new East Zone from Yonex is good, East use, uh, pretty decent sweet spot. Uh, so there are quite a few uh, rackets in that category, especially the kind of 305-98 square inch uh, racket um, spec is, is becoming a kind of a standard. So I got a question about small brands rackets, name them a little bit of the history. Well, small brands rackets, I, I can't name history just uh, off the top of my head. Uh, there are small brands that you should definitely check out. I will kind of give them a shout out here. It's Diadem, uh, make really great frames. FS Nova it was perhaps my favorite of the new line of their frames. Uh, easy to use, 100 square inch frame, something I could switch to if my soft drives uh, just packed their bags and, and left. And um, 10X Pro, they create a nice racket for, you know, control-oriented advanced players called the Excalibur. Really nice frame. Angel is a, is a, you know, brand I really like and respect. They create a lot of high-quality frames. I do like the Angel K7 Lime. I was going to say not the Lime. The Lime is one racket. The Red is another racket. They're both great. One is uh, a bit more controlled. There are a lot of smaller brands. Dacor, uh, as you know, I tried only one of their rackets. The one I tried was, was really good, uh, the K97S, a uh, bit more premium price point because you can customize them with the design and stuff like that, but also a nice brand. Pretty much all the smaller brands I've tried, even Mantis, smaller brand, it's a bit bigger maybe than the ones I mentioned, but also a smaller brand. They, they've create, created some good frames. I'm going to review the 303, 
very soon. And uh, so there are a lot of smaller brands that actually create nice rackets. So um, you shouldn't be just married to Head, Wilson, Babla, and Dunlop. Uh, but there are smaller brands that actually produce nice frames. Especially if you need arm comfort, you should also check out Prokenix, which today is a smaller brand. Do you think manufacturers should release frames that pros use? For example, Vavrinka's 95D from Adam Kang. Uh, I think it would be easier for everyone if they just released uh, an autograph model of, of the, the key pros they have that sell a lot of rackets. Um, then it's up to uh, the player. The way Wilson did it with the pro staff, I think, was the right approach. I think that that's, would be better if, if Head did that, if Babul Ah did that uh, with their top players. So like, let's say you have a team autograph that's as heavy as team's racket, and then players can just... I mean, if... Most players won't play well with a racket that's used by a top 10 player. That's just the fact of it. Uh, but if you want to try it, if you want to feel how that feels and you just can't get it out of your head that you want to play with the specs of a pro, why not offer that? Obviously, the specs can change. The pros can add like lead tape and add weight to some of the rackets and, and play around with the specs, but they could have a base model autograph for Novak, Murray, Team, Fed those guys uh, for Fed they do I think that's that's close or uh, close enough at least and but for for you know Djokovic is a completely different frame and uh, Mario etc so why not be open about that and just hey that's the racket it's the autograph version and then you just have a lighter version or two lighter versions so you offer three different weights much like the pro staff much easier for everyone you don't need to talk about endorsements so much then obviously you know be open that uh, players use other frames and uh, you can just use autograph versions and then create lower weight most players should not play with a frame like that so uh, that kind of needs to be communicated that's something i try with tennis nerd to, to teach people and tell people that you, you're not gonna play um well with roger's racket it's very very difficult to swing unless you're a really good player uh, there are better rackets for you out there in my opinion I know players think that they play their best tennis with the autograph, uh, although it's pretty heavy, and that might be right. But uh, you know, playing with the actual specs of Novak and Murray, uh, you know, having swung those rackets myself, uh, I would say you won't play your best tennis with that. That's that's made for them and uh, them only. Try to find your own racket and your own spec that works for you. That's my recommendation. Last question now, will you play with one of your followers? Of course, uh, I would be happy to play with any one of my followers. Uh, I think that's a nice... So if anyone is in Malta and wants to play, a lot of my friends are following me on, on Tennis Nerd and the different channels, uh, so I'm already playing with my followers, but I would be happy to do that, of course. So if you're in Malta uh, or Marbella when I'm there, just hit me up on Instagram and, and we'll play, for sure. That's all. Uh, it's almost a 30-minute podcast, uh, just uh, Q&A. Uh, if you like more of these kind of podcast Q&As, please um, comment below and uh, let me know. And uh, I would do more of these uh, for other channels as well outside Instagram. If I missed one of your questions, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I can't fit in as much as I want to in this, uh, this format, but I'll, I'll try to do that next time. We'll do more of these uh, coming up. Thanks everyone, have a nice day and don't forget to play some tennis.